All right, we are accepting calls this hour from time travelers only. If you have traveled in time or you are presently a traveler to this time, then we want to hear from you. Otherwise, the phone lines are closed, but for that group, they are certainly open. Uh, with that in mind, uh, top of the morning to you on the wild card line. You are on the air. Hello. Hello. What is going on? It is the Infinite Fringe. How's everybody doing? Welcome back. Welcome back. So listen, uh, I'm going to put out an episode with uh, Roberta Glass on the Gisling Maxwell trial. Um, and, uh, and she sat <clears throat> in the courtroom uh, while this stuff was going on. I recorded this about a month and a half ago, two months ago, and I never put it out. But we're going to do that uh, right after this. This up very soon as well uh, i mean i got tons of stuff in the bag that i haven't put up but i am i'm going to do it regardless welcome welcome and uh, thank you for taking the time to listen to the infinite fringe my name is billy ray valentine billy the kid and today you know all right so a couple of things right i, I have charlie robinson uh, who's the hardest working man in the alternative media all right but um but um what we're doing is and i didn't say it the last time is is in honor of kev baker Right, because Kev Baker used to have Charlie on once a month to, you know, do whatever, you know, and talk whatever. Um, we're gonna try to pull that off here. If it doesn't happen, it's my fault. <laughs> then you know. But we're gonna try try our damnedest to do it in honor of Kev. And I have Charlie on uh, once a month, and uh, and of course, before we get to to the introduction of Mr. Charlie Robinson, I wanna I wanna introduce my road dog, my dude. Riding shotgun today, ladies and gentlemen, the wisest of all the wolves, Mr. Tony Atterburn, one of the one of the usual suspects. What's going on? Well, it's great to be back on the fringe, Billy. And then I get to also be on at the same time with Charlie. So I don't know what I did to deserve this, but I'm uh, <laughs> you got I'm that uh, that that McDonald's franchise in the Ukraine. That's what you yeah, did. That's true. So I picked up, up a great you. McDonald's franchise in uh, Moscow <laughs> for pennies on the dollar. Right, right in Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> hope you guys will visit right man i'm the, you know so i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to suck up that way when i go to moscow you know i can i can get into into the mcdonald's man thank you for joining me last minute uh short notice here we appreciate the hell out of you tone and uh of course the dude himself the, the hardest working man in the alternative media the roadrunner mr charlie robinson what's up sir I remember when I was in college in a business class and one of the case studies that we did was McDonald's making its way into the Soviet Union. And it was a big deal. And it was like from a business standpoint, trying to understand how they did it. They had one McDonald's that would only accept rubles. They had another McDonald's right next door to it that would only accept dollars. And they had to buy the raw materials in dollars and they had to sell everything in rubles and this whole mess. And now they just pulled the plug on that after 30 years of that experiment. So that's gone. I'm sure, I'm sure there's no undue influence by the powers that be that made that happen or anything. Wink, wink. <laughs> I was just listening to Gerald Salente on David Knight. 
and he goes, you know what they ought to let, what they ought to let happen is they're doing it backwards. They're doing it. I know this is a horrible impression, but I'm trying. Okay. They're doing it backwards. They need to leave McDonald's in so these fighters can get fat and not know what they're doing and can't battle because they're all messed up. That's what he was saying. So they need to leave McDonald's, leave KFC. He said, leave all of these things, you know, that, that, that really um, the West, right, has, has inspired and has infiltrated into, I think, every freaking where, right? Like I, I went to the Bahamas a few years ago and I know that's close by, but damn it, it's the Bahamas, right? And when I got off of this cruise ship, I walked into Fifth Avenue, literally. I'm like, what is going on here? It looked like a Manhattan street. I went to Mexico. You know, same thing. You know, I, I walked out into, into Fifth, and these things are all over the place. Canada is the same, but Canada doesn't count. You know, but so many, so many, uh, uh, you know, countries that aren't considered first world, you know, have this already set up. And it's, it's uh, there's a Dunkin' Donuts. There is a McDonald's, of course. There's a Starbucks. Every freaking where, you know. So this is inspired by the West, but also it's, it's, it, it, it's looked upon as a good thing, but it's really not. Like, I mean, these are horrible, horrible things to put in your body. I do it all the time. That's not the point. They, they, these, are, these are really bad things, you know. So uh, I think Gerald Salente made a good point. Like, leave them there so everybody, you know, so as, as a weapon of mass destruction, McDonald's, right? Just leave them there and, and let's see what happens. But um, this is uh, getting real complicated. I want to talk about the Ukraine with you guys just a little bit for the audience here at the Fringe. But before we do that, I do want to talk about this, uh, this chimeric virus, right? And, and we've been calling it that for quite some time. And now we have actual confirmation that Moderna uh, had patented a, a piece of DNA that was found in the COVID-19 virus itself. Uh, and Moderna did that three years before the pandemic. And it was, I th and Tony will correct me on this, um, three trillion times? Uh, yeah, one in three trillion chance right, that it's an right. accident. Go, go ahead, Tom. A quirky, was it a quirky, a quirky coincidence? A quirky coincidence. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> That's literally their defense. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, it, we found it along with the four-leaf clover and a unicorn. All right. Tone, what are you thinking about this, man? And I know we spoke about this on America Unplugged. And for anybody that's not subscribed to the America Unplugged, Unplugged feed, go over there, AmericaUnplugged.com or America Unplugged on Apple Podcasts, but I wanted to do it here for the fringe. So, Tone, tell me about it, man. What are you thinking? Yeah, it's such big news. When First of all, it's it's almost like it was a plan. It's almost like they were engineering these things. I can't believe this, Billy. No, but, you know, <laughs> I think when we're looking at our news feeds now and everybody's changing their Facebook profile to the Ukrainian flag, is there a reason for that? You know, this is huge. Like, this is this should be earth-shattering that there's, right. there's a manufactured genetic sequence you know, in COVID-19 right? Uh, patented by the, the main recipients of the Trump shots of the, right. of the injections. And um, we're talking about it. Alternative media is talking about it. Where's the, where's all the mainstream lackeys, the nothing. hairdos and the, the mockingbird people? No, nowhere. Right. Nothing. Charlie, what are you talking about Ukraine, right? Right, right, right. Sorry about that. Tony, you got something else? I'll well, it's, it, it's interesting, though, because we, we get uh, the mainstream corporate media so good. I mean, they're bad at, at a lot of things, but they're really good at, at, at distracting and taking you from one thing to the next. And, you know, we make this assumption that the mainstream media, or, you know, that the nightly news is going to tell you, you know, 
of all the things that are happening in the world, they're going to they're gonna find the most important things and talk about them. That is a huge assumption to make. That is not <laughs> the case. Um, there's a lot of examples of major newsworthy stories happening around the globe that the mainstream media just pretends don't exist. And that is by design. And so when, when you're trying for two years to sell this narrative of COVID is going to kill everybody and you know, we have to bring in the 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 medical ships and dock them out out outside of Los Angeles and New York because it's going to be overflowing with dead bodies and all this stuff. And you sell it and you sell it and you sell it. And then at some point, the news comes out that the whole thing was fake. You would rightly assume that that should be the lead story on the nightly news for the next, oh, I don't know, the next two years <laughs> about how we're going to catch these guys, try them. They just ignore it like like a one in three trillion chance. Yeah, you know, mistakes were made. What a coincidence. We don't want to we're going to build a bridge to the future. We don't want to live in the past. It's like, no, no, no. We got all day to live in the past on this one. I got all day. So (laughs) let's live in the past. Let's go back and let's talk to the guys at Moderna. Let's ask them why they're getting digital sequences sent to them from Anthony Fauci. Let's talk about their role. Let's ask, let's get Dr. Uh, David Martin involved and let's ask him what about the patents, the mm. patents that are showing up in 2002. Let, let's talk about, because if we've got evidence of this, then we have evidence of premeditated murder right. and global genocide. And I would think that that would be, I don't know, the lead story on every news from now until the end of time. But but it's not the case. And of course, the reason why it's not the case is because they don't want you to know that. And so if they don't want you to know that, then the question is, why? If you're a news organization, your job is to figure all this stuff out. You've got the, you've got the story of the century right in your lap. And right. you don't no, want to no. talk about it, then you're, then you're involved in it. That's my opinion. So the media, and I've always said, the media drives the getaway car on all these things. JFK, 9-11, COVID. You know, without them, they're like waiting for the guy running out of the bank with the bags of money. They've got the door open. They've got it in drive. They're ready to hit the gas. Right. And, 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 and make sure that all of the conspirators are as far away from this as possible, whether it's any of these things, any of the most important events in our American history. So the media are co-conspirators in this. And in the Nuremberg trials after World War II, the media was held accountable as well. When they were found guilty, they were taken out the side door, lined up against the wall and shot. So I think that they should remember that there's a price to pay. They haven't paid this price in 70 years, of course, but there should be a price to pay and they are as much, I mean, they're as involved in this as Anthony Fauci and the criminals running the pharmaceutical companies as well. So they don't get let off the hook. And, um, and if we were to do that, which I know is a huge ask, but if we were to do that, I think things would change. I think the, I think the perception management industry in America would have second thoughts if they knew that there was actual accountability for them. But, you know, in the, in the current scenario that we live in right now, there's never an account, any accountability for those that are really, um, involved in this. They just, uh, silence other people that expose it off of social media. So that's, that's what you get. Right, it's right, right. No, I, I get it. And th- there is no accountability. Right. And, and the thing that they will use, meaning the alternate, um, uh, the mainstream, is to say we well we did report because they did right but um did they really 
you know, like, I mean, they just put it out there and it's uh, barely a headline and, and, you know, you got to look for it and uh, it shows up, you know, Drudge might put it up on, uh, on their feed, maybe, maybe, but that's it. It goes away right after that, you know, so that, that's, that's the way this stuff works. Cause if, if you look at it, you know, we get a lot of this stuff, or if not most or all of it from the mainstream, right? So that, that's where I read it. You know, it was, I forget, I forget what art, it was out of the UK. I forget what publication, you know, um, but, um, but yeah, so they do report it, but to, to what level, right? It's like it's it's here today, gone today, or here this hour, gone this hour. It's over, right? Meanwhile, while other stuff, they they want to uh, shine a light on uh, on it and continue to report it uh, day in, day out, day in, day out. It's mind control, right? It, it's it's the feed into your mind what they want you to believe, what they want you to think, what they want you to concentrate on, and they clearly don't want you to talk about this. If you walk the street and ask the random per, a random person if they know about this story, they will say no. They don't. They don't. You know, and, and, and this is all done by design, of course. But you said something there. It's premeditated murder, right? Premeditated. What, I mean, and we know they're involved in gain of functions. We know how intimate, uh, intimately the connections between Moderna and Anthony Fauci. You know, so it doesn't freaking surprise me in the least bit. But still, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Because you want to get at an end game. You want to see. Now, they patented this thing, right? And it was mixed in there. They said there was HIV mixed in there. A ton of stuff mixed in into this uh, 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 virus. I'm hearing myself in the background a little bit. Do you guys hear that? Hmm. Maybe it's just me. Am I talking too loud? No. Maybe. <laughs> the voices in your head maybe Billy the voices <laughs> they're finally getting you <laughs> it's about to... that was between me and you charlie you weren't supposed to let that out to everybody else <laughs> anyway um regardless right so i mean uh they did this right and uh did it leak out or was it you know put out there you know on purpose to do what exactly because it wasn't that deadly you know, by their own numbers, not ours, right? I have to keep saying that. By their own numbers, it wasn't that deadly. Ninety-seven to ninety-nine percent recovery rate on this thing. So, to what, to what, uh, 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 to what end was it all to get everybody vaccinated? You know, or or does this thing does something does something else that we're not aware of? Let me get your thoughts, Tom. I, you know, I'm going to go with that. We're we're not aware yet. I mean, look, this is the the credibility bar is now here. If you're not talking about this, if you haven't mentioned this, you're not credible at this right. point. I mean, this is this is huge. And, and this is a this destroys so many narratives. And I agree 100 percent with what Charlie was saying. But this destroys a lot of narratives. Look at the um, so you got the Moderna's patent ends up in the virus. What does this say to the uh, the people that are just blaming China? You know, where, right. where does that narrative go at this point? That's uh, that's been completely demolished. And so I, I very good point. Every I mean. If this is so criminal, we're going to we're going to look back and say, how much did they know and when did they know it? If there if, if justice is able to break through this disgusting <laughs> wall of lies, if we're able to get there, uh, th this is again, I agree, it's it's murderous. And uh, for them, we know the intel and the top officials and, you know, you probably start with the NIH and Fauci. They knew about this. They had to have known about this at some level. That's why this has been such a strange, I mean, you know, it's the deadliest virus. To, thank God it wasn't. You know, thank God it wasn't the Black Plague divided by Ebola. I mean, it's not. 
So yeah, I just, I just think, uh, you know, that we got, we got this, uh, this narrative changing, Billy, you've got, um, uh, you know, the credibility bar being, being moved again. And I mean, I get, you know, Charlie was bringing up that the media is, is driving the getaway car on this. And we're all, you, you notice that they stopped talking about COVID COVID deaths, the daily death toll, the, the infection rate, all of that went away. Uh, was it Charlie? It was like within like a day of, of the lead up to the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. I mean, yeah. there's, there seems to have been a call from someone, right. To change the narrative and say, look, uh, this, this could be coming out. We need to bury this. Uh, what's the next thing? Oh yeah. We could, we, we've been planning this whole thing with Russia for many years. Let's go ahead and turn this on. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. And, and that's exactly what, and I'm definitely hearing something because I, I heard it with tone. So it's not the voices inside my head. It's probably StreamYard, or and maybe maybe it's a combination of both. I can't I can't rule out the voices inside my head. You should but, have the um, voices on your head as a guest. That would be an interesting show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody would want to listen to two of me at once. Uh, anyway, um, regardless of that, you know, that, that's a that's that's the bridge right over to to Ukraine. Yeah, I guess right because uh, and and listen, th there's you know there ha I. For lack of a better term, there's been some type of awakening because there's people outside of of uh, of uh, the alternative media that are now saying this is a distraction to to what's happening with COVID. I hear it by regular people that are walking down the street that aren't hip to this information. You know, so so there there is that there there is some type of awakening going on, but it's it's very convenient, right? And a lot of a lot of those people really don't know the history behind it, you know. And I'm learning the history now. You know, uh, behind uh, the whole situation with the Ukraine and Russia, you know, and um, this isn't anything new, right? There, there's a there's a lot of history to this. This this didn't pop up out of nowhere, but it was. You can all you can almost make an argument that they were keeping this in their back pocket in their back pocket for the right time, you know, that that to to just let it happen, you know, because. Uh, from what I understand, and I'll let you two gentlemen get into it, man. Um, uh, you know, Russia's been uh, goaded into this for quite some time at, at this point. Not to justify it, not to say that it's right. You know, there's people dying left and right, and and who suffers at the end of this? It's us. It's it's the people, right? These governments make decisions for us, and and we're the ones that go fight their battles and die, whether it be wrong or right. We're the ones that get affected from it, so it's not cool. But um, there seems to be. Uh, you know, some type of, of plan unfolding here. It looks like, hey, you know, we want to get away from this. What do we have in our back pocket or what do we have in our closet of tricks? Let's open it up. Ukraine, it's time to pull that one out. Boom, done. That's the way it looks. I don't know if that's the way it is. What's up, Tom? That's the way it looks to me. Um, you know, this it goes back a long time, and we talked about this earlier in the week, and I was on the uh, Union of the Unwanted. I've been on a couple other shows talked about the same lead up uh, to this invasion. And I, I, I have to say, you know, we're talking about, for, you know, first rate propaganda. Uh, look at the, uh, there's a couple of things that stood out to me as this has been manufactured and the, the, I mean, the narrative is obviously manufactured, but you look at the headline of drudge a few days ago, it said, uh, 1000, uh, Russian troops lost. Didn't say killed, just said lost. I thought that was an interesting uh, choice of words. So if you go to antiwar.com at the exact same time, it said a uh, UN uh, counts 400 
Ukrainian civilians killed. And I thought, okay, let's do the ratio here. I was in the Iraq war, right? And uh, if we look at the um, loss of troops to civilians killed ratio, <laughs> let's let's say uh, there was about, th at the time there was about 3,000 U.S. troops lost. I think they, the UN and other um, organizations were estimating about 300,000, 400,000 civilians have been killed in, in, in either direct action or indirect a blowback from uh, the occupation of the United States. And I thought, well, that's a really weird um, ratio. You have 1,000 Russian troops lost and 400 uh, Ukrainian civilians. And you guys know how I feel about war. I mean, obviously, it's, it's organized murder. I'm against, I'm against the war, but I'm not taking a side here. I'm not, again, I'm not putting up a Ukrainian flag because I think this is really damaging for the Ukrainians. You know, at this time, we've got Zelensky. He's being hailed as the new Churchill. And even Churchill wasn't really the Churchill that he's being hailed as. Right? And this is done by design tone. They're right. Doing so this so on we're purpose. creating this new, I guess it's, uh, it's the new battle of Britain. And we're all going to, you know, we'll fight on the beaches. We'll fight on the landing grounds and all this stuff. It's, it's, they're, they're creating this, this com comedian into a Churchillian figure. And I th I'm thinking, wait a minute. At this point, peace should be the goal, not, you know, no fly zones, no fly zones mean nuclear war. I mean, am I living in a parallel reality? I mean, we we this country has taken nuclear weapons seriously up until now. This should scare you. Uh, here's a little history for you. In 1956, and I know this because I went to the University of Dallas uh, and studied philosophy after I got out of the Army. I was <laughs> I stuck out like a sore thumb. All these kids, you know, I'm 26 years old. I'm a combat vet, but I took. For over a year, I studied philosophy at the University of Dallas. The University of Dallas was was founded by Catholics, uh, the priests and nuns who fled Hungary in 1956 because the communists came in there and uh, stopped uh, Hungary from gaining independence. And they, I mean, it was a and they rolled tanks through and and stopped it cold. Now Eisenhower was president of the United States. What did we do? We had the you know the general you know he was he was uh, Operation Overlord D Day. It was Ike. What did he do? Nothing. Nothing. And they had put down, this was the, they tried to gain independence and vote, and it was democracy. We did nothing because the next year, you know what happened? The Soviets came out with their first ICBM, Intercontinental Continental Ballistic Missile. All right, we knew what they were developing. We knew what capabilities they had. And in 1959, the same leader who ordered that put down that um, of the, 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 uh, uh, the Hungarians, Khrushchev, he he was riding in an open car with with Eisenhower at the in 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 the United States of America. That's what we used. That's that's what nation states do when they fear total retaliatory response. We're, we obviously don't fear that. That should that should. I'm sure it's um making everyone nervous. But our government is like, no, it's democracy, you know, and and all all this stuff that was never on the table 60, 70 years ago. It's on the table now. And uh, I think that's that's the weird part about all of this. It doesn't make any sense unless you unless they wanted it, unless they planned it, unless they wanted Russia to fire the first shots. They wanted the, they wanted the narrative, and now they have it. And I, again, I, I'm still putting the pieces together, figuring out why. Right, right. Um, Charlie, what's up? What are you thinking about this whole deal? Well, it's it's got media creation written all over it i'm not trying to say it's not an actual event but the the media's role in framing it is right really disgusting and and you know again they 
I take personal offense to the fact that they have brought in the JV team to run this psychological operation because they're doing Explain such a poor a job. Flesh that, flesh that out. Yeah, man. That, look, when when the propaganda is easily debunked with a Google image search that takes five seconds and you can find that the Zelensky pictures of him up at the front leading from the front in the military, that's from last year. The ghost of Ukraine <laughs> story took out 35. That's not true. Snake Island story. That's not true. The Ukrainian woman with the patch over her eye and the blood, that's from five years ago. The video game uh, image of you know of them shooting down a plant, that's from a video game. Okay, all of these things are fake, yet you want me to trust you, the media, that just we just came off of two years of COVID. I didn't trust you before that, but I certainly wouldn't trust you after COVID. And now you're gonna you're telling me that I have to feel one way. Only one way. I'm only allowed to feel one way about this war. And that is that Ukraine is great and Russia is evil and that all these bad things are happening. And then all the bad things that you told me are happening are easily disprovable. I'm not talking about you got to get in and find some United Nations white paper from eight years ago or something. I'm talking about morons on the internet are debunking this in record time. So they don't have enough respect for us to even roll out a decent propaganda campaign. And I take personal offense to that. You know, that that we've been so dumbed down, like they don't even care. That And, and look, it'd be one thing if this was trying to start a conflict in Kenya or someplace, you know what I mean? Like someplace that probably isn't going to do anything to us. I wouldn't be in favor of it. But you know, if it was Kenya, I wouldn't be too worried. But this is Russia. Like this is the wrong bear to poke. And 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 I don't trust anybody in the Biden administration. They seem well out of their league. Joe Biden personally does. Kamala Harris is an embarrassment. Uh, Blinken is just getting shown up on every, whether it's in Alaska with China or whether it's his, his dealings with Poland or whether it's whatever he gets involved in, he's stepping on rakes all over the place. And I can't get myself to feel any sort of pride in leadership. Not that I would in the American government, but even if I was just sort of Is Charlie frozen or is it me? Yeah, he froze up a little bit. Uh, Charlie's frozen. Okay, let's let let's keep it moving. I thought it was my internet at the very least, but it's 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 not. It's it's Charlie. Charlie will be back. Ho- hopefully, I hope Charlie will be back. But he was getting into some stuff, you know. And um, there there is a level of propaganda going on, right? With it, with this entire thing. Um, but like Charlie said, that's not to say that something isn't going on over there, right? I mean, clearly it is. And I wanted to ask you, Tone, and I wanted to ask Charlie, I hope he gets back. But I wanted to ask you, do you think this is going to turn, and you've been right about this almost the entire way. Like, I remember we were talking about it early on and I was like, I'll believe it when I see it. You know, the boy who cried wolf, all this other stuff. And really that's that's just the way it was, you know? And, uh, and you were like, no, I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. And I'm like, I don't know, Tone. And you're like, yeah, it's going to happen. And boom, there it is. It, it happened, right? So um, what? <laughs> it's true. That's, that's exactly the way it went down. Anyway, I, I'm really sensitive. I'm going to tell a story right. on the fringe here. This is, this is one of those 
stories that deserves the fringe. Okay. I've never okay. said this on air. I've never, on all my hundreds of shows. And, you know, I wanted to talk about these, these issues of peace and war. And I, I wish Charlie was here because I wanted him to hear the story. I was laughing about it, thinking about this, that it actually happened. But, you know, I, I got back from Iraq in 2004 and I always talked about being at the university of Dallas and, uh, they had an event where Gorbachev was going to come speak at this, this tiny, I mean, it's, it's not a big venue. It's called the mansion in Dallas. It's like mm -hmm. an old house. I mean, it's just, right. it, it's a select group of people. You could hear Gorbachev speak. And I was a, a big opponent of our foreign policy because I'd lived through it. I've seen right. the devastation and, and what it had, had done and how it had weakened us and all the things. I love the country. I love, I love our military. I love all those things. And, and, and I was watching it be destroyed and by, by politicians and by, you know, uh, lack of wisdom and the neocons anyway. So Gorbachev is talking about American foreign policy. This is a room full of, you know, uh, high end university officials and dignitary, all these people. And when he said that the United States foreign policy was arrogant and we'd gotten into trouble because of that, I clapped. I was the only person and everybody looked and turned around because <laughs> you were not, so there's been wartime. Right. And I kept clapping and I was sitting next to my, my sergeant who, uh, who was, uh, he was my squad leader when I was in Kosovo, he just turned white. He was a history professor <laughs> at the time. And he was just right. like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I go, these that's, because I believe what he was right. now. I just, I plotted Gorbachev <laughs> at a at a Dallas, Texas event because what he said was right. So it doesn't matter who says the truth. The truth should be applauded, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So you, you, you don't have to you don't have to like the person, but if they say something that's correct, it's still correct at the end of the day. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, and, and Gorbachev is one of those people that I looked at and thought, well, he could have done he could have done something horrible at the end of his, his reign. You know, mm -hmm. he, he did, he didn't have to let it peacefully break up. We lied to him and said, if he, you know, withdrew his troops that we would not expand NATO. We've obviously done that. So I'm real sensitive to that story. I'm real sensitive to war. And so I watch these things and I, I go, these are, these are conditions that are being laid down in wartime. My God. And I knew that. So yeah. what bothers me now, what has me perplexed. And, and I think, you know, even like the Moderna, Moderna story is, is, another example they're trying to change something they're changing a gear and this ha has been on the table i don't know if it was supposed to be now or supposed to be four years from now but something is wrong and they're running this next level propaganda it would be great for the powers that be you know the western powers if this went on indefinitely yeah you know that there was a guerrilla war that russia was tied up that they could they could project their economic losses onto Russia. Their, you know, what's happening with our gas prices? Oh, it's it's Vladimir Putin. If only he hadn't invaded Ukraine, then you wouldn't be paying seven dollars a gallon. You know, all right. this stuff that they're going to be saying soon. Oh, and it's that's, no, that's what they're years. saying, Tone. Like, right. Not even soon. They're saying it now. I, I saw it yesterday on CNN, and they're like, "Hey, it, all of this stuff. Look, the gas prices are incredible. This is due to the invasion of of Ukraine. You know, everything is due to the invasion of Ukraine. You, you you're going to the supermarket." And, you know, the prices are insane. And they're just saying this on CNN. This is due to the invasion of Ukraine. It's been happening for months, of course, maybe a little bit longer than that. But uh, according to them, they're they're throwing it on, throwing it all on this situation. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, they're already saying it. And as, as it gets worse, they'll do more and more projection. I'm sure <laughs> it's, it, everything, every problem that you have will be because of Vladimir Putin. Right. And uh, I, look, it's comical in some areas and in other ways it's, it's frightening.
because what we've just done is just as big as what Nixon did in 1972. That was earth changing. That was that was history changing. 1972, we opened China. China had been we didn't even have diplomatic ties to anything to China in the 1960s, right. and we all of a sudden we opened China, and what that did was it it had this you know the mighty Soviet Union was somehow they didn't have this monolithic communist block and that for, for good or ill right you had uh Nixon and that war criminal Kissinger I mean I, the, the, again Kissinger not a great guy but they that was brilliant if you wanted a end to the cold war peacefully right. because it right. just separated those two things what we've just done is the opposite of that we've lost Russia we closed Russia so we don't have it, I've been thinking about this. Why didn't we, you know, at the end of the Cold War, why didn't we bring Russia into the fold? Because China is obviously an emerging power that would have created a balance of power. We didn't do that. We've just crossed a bunch of red lines you're not supposed to cross when you're talking about statecraft. And why do I know this? I'm, I'm not like I'm not an expert. I just know yeah. I read. But what what's going on with our leaders? They're obviously designing this building. They don't want a balance of power. They want war. Yeah, because if this if they wanted peace, they could they could have peace, but they don't want it. That's well, what scares I, me. You know, uh, I would I would say you are an expert in these areas, man. You know what you're talking about for real, and and you've lived it. It's pretty cool that you got to see Mikhail Gorbachev talk. That's dope. <laughs> I've you never know? shared that. I just thought that I that came to me when we were talking. I go, I should I was just telling this. This is a funny story, and you know, I'm, my friend, um, I won't say his name, but he's a history professor now. He was my yeah. squad leader in Kosovo. Great guy, but just the 2006, the look on his face, uh, <laughs> you know, and you're not because look, the truth right. is the truth, right, 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 right. And we we had um, we committed a, a lot of of grave sins uh, with our policy in the Middle East, and there was a lot of arrogance involved, and there was a lot of hubris. And it's very unfortunate. I think about, you know, we talk about those casualty reports, uh, Billy. Every person that, that died is a tragedy there in Ukraine. That should never happen. Um, but I find that the propaganda coming out of Drudge is just, that's just silly. How can you have a thousand Russian troops lost, but only 400 civilians? This doesn't make any sense. No, 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 no. They're, they're, they're uh, you know, they're painting a picture that the Russians are running for their lives here, you know, and, uh, and then they're all, they also talk about that, um, that it's uh this is what i thought uh charlie was talking about when when he's when he mentioned the jv team because they're saying that russia only sent uh you know their b team pretty much to take care of this that they still have a ton of uh a ton of tricks up their sleeve as it relates to uh uh war and their troops and their supplies and their weapons and all this other stuff that this they have in libya this isn't this isn't assad this right. isn't saddam I've worked with the Russian paratroopers right. on the border of Kosovo and Serbia. Not that there should have been a border, but there was when we made it uh, there in Kosovo. Right. And uh, I can tell you, I've had different groups of people try to kill me. Um, the Russians wouldn't have tried. They would have just done it. Oof, okay. okay. These mm -hmm. are these are people that I would not want to be in a firefight with. These are hard men. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, they thought all of our, like, protective gear, they just thought it was silly. They just come from Chechnya. They're like, why do you wear this vest? Why are you wearing you like a turtle? Why are you wearing all this stuff? I'm like, we were ordered to. We had to wear all these, you know, walking around like this, you know, your space suit because you get, you can't get, you're on the border of Kosovo and Serbia. I'm like, well, okay. Uh, is that dangerous? Yeah, it can be, I guess, you know, but uh, the Russians were, you know, every, every evening they'd have a car show up from the other side of the border with like vodka and ladies. 
And that's oh. what, that was that. That was how they <laughs> ended their day. And I will tell you, the Russians that, that you know, uh, I should be mad at them because they ate my Thanksgiving dinner one year. I got Bastard. back from a twelve-hour patrol, and the Russians had cleaned out the chow hall uh, there in Kosovo. But uh, I, I always appreciated their their making me laugh because they didn't they didn't adhere to the standards of uh, the NATO forces. And again, uh, pray for peace because these are serious serious things. These woke people. If you think you're going to find an easy pushover. And what you know, Charlie called the Russian bear. No way. Ooh, okay. Well, you know, um, you mentioned Assad, right? Uh, and now they are, and by they, I mean the mainstream media. They're pushing this narrative that Putin is going to use chemical weapons, and it immediately took my mind back to Assad. You know, and 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 what they've done with him and the chemical weapons. You know, um. For the last, I don't know, I, I don't know how many years, five, six, ten. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how long this has been going on. Like, I, I really don't take, uh, don't, don't have a good measure of time. But for quite some time, they've been, <laughs> they've been saying that Assad has been using chemical weapons on their people. Yeah. Uh, so it, it took me back to that. Uh, why are they pushing the chemical weapons narrative? Well, that see, that's interesting too. Uh, you go, that was September of 2013. Right. Is when they first said, "Oh, Assad using chemical weapons." And, you know, that's that's when they, and they used that in there. I think it was like four different times. They oh, used yeah, it under yeah. Trump twice. Yeah, yeah they keep they Maybe keep bringing it. Up. It right. was the White Hats, right? Mm -hmm. They were they were telling us that there was, of course, Assad, had, you know, shelling these uh, rebel bases, ISIS, Al Qaeda. Right. You know, Hillary Clinton said we were going to create a no fly. This is the no fly zone thing. This is what they wanted to do back in twenty. They wanted to shoot somebody somewhere in the upper levels of U.S. government wants to shoot down a Russian aircraft. They love. Mm -hmm. They want it. And yeah. they want to do it under the guise of protection, but that's what they want to do. They want to start a war. Now, they, Hillary Clinton said it. Here's an interesting segue. You talked about the chemical weapons. The, there's an article right up here on, on antiwar.com. The WHO says it advised Ukraine to destroy high-risk pathogens. Mm. So they're already putting the narrative out. Oh, oh there's... And, and the, by the way, their bio labs, their research labs, funded by the Pentagon. Yeah, they're pushing that now that that uh, there was some COVID-19 uh, research done, supposedly, in, in some of these labs in the Ukraine. Go ahead. So this is so this is uh, so much so much is happening here. There's cover for everything. Right. And then and you can you can create you can. There's the fog of war is an opportunity in that crisis for the for people that don't want peace, for people that don't want stability, for people that are trying to change the narrative. You know, we talk about and look, there's a. I, I, you know, I'm a proud conspiracy analyst. Um, I mean, happy to be uh, because the reality is not what it seems. I mean, what is the likelihood? What are the percentages? If you get your, if you get your booster, mm. right? If you got your booster that you also support war with Ukraine or war <laughs> for, for Ukraine, what are the, I mean, I would like to see that if there was a study, that's probably pretty high because you well, believe it's a quirky coincidence too. Right. It's a coincidence. It's a coincidence. theorist. Yeah. So, that, but that, I think that's what we're talking about. This is, this is, um, historical shifts of an epic proportion. We talked about the, the McDonald's being pulled out. Right. That was a huge thing. Gosh, why, why do people not have memories? When I was 10, you know, 11 years old, this is, I was, you know, 1990, 1991. It was the, it was a giant step forward that we had fast food going over to and, and setting up shop in Moscow mm -hmm. and that like, and Pepsi Cola. And they had all these commercials. Remember that's that terrible song by Jesus Jones, Right, right here, right, right now. Yeah, 
watching the world wake up to history and we're all going to be together and and the scorpions put out that song you know uh uh what are the winds of change i don't know that one how did that one goes uh i don't know if i could sing it but it was it was talking about you know the winds of change and they're 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 blowing through the history right well whatever the lines were but i remember this as a kid and now these same people are telling me that russia is no longer a communist but they're saying well, we're going to pull everything out because we're woke and because we we know better like you were putting they still had you know the 16 states of the soviet they still had the prison house of what the evil empire was still intact when we were putting in mcdonald's but now that they're not we're pulling them out i mean it just all of this is um it's theater and propaganda and mind war at the, the highest order. Our leaders have no, no idea about history. I, I had a, what did I say the other day? Those, those who know history are doomed to watch others repeat it. Right, right, right. And it's, it's, it's just insanity, Bill. I don't know if there's any, there's anything. All I can say is that there's no good. There's really not a side here to pick in this war on your mind. And, and this is the Ukraine issue. In my opinion is a cover for, economic for covid for all this for the stories that you talk about you know with the genetic code injections and everything the moderna patents all of it right 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 man absolutely brother it it, it looks uh very uh oblique i'm not i'm not uh i don't know this doesn't look good to me and and i wanted to ask you at the end of it like we should we should uh end with this you know um charlie's probably not coming back he he, he had an issue he texted Said he's not coming back, but but shouts to to Mr. Charlie Robinson, the hardest working man in the alternative media, the Roadrunner. Thank you for stopping by. Um, <laughs> beep beep. Um, so a um, couple of things, right? Like, uh, what's the probability here that that this breaks out into full on World War Three or World War Four? Like Don Jeffrey says, our our dude. What what's the probability of this? Like, I mean, it. It looks like it could set off at any moment, but is it going to? What do you see? I think that the chances of that are are lower. Good. Um, I think they're lower, but they're, you know, they have that, uh, the doomsday clock. Right. I'd like to see where the hands are now. They used to have the doomsday. It was like three minutes to midnight or whatever it was, and they move it closer when we're on the edge of something like the Cuban Missile Crisis, and it was right at midnight. Uh, we're close. I don't think we're Cuban Missile Crisis close, but if they get a no-fly zone, or if if all of a sudden you know you, Ukraine is put into NATO, I don't know. All bets are off at that point. Damn, it seems to me like it. it seems to me that the goal isn't isn't nuclear war per se, mm-hmm. but it seems to me that on our uh, our side, who, these <laughs> the goblins that run things, right? It, at some level, they want this long drawn out. But they've made the decision. Russia is no longer in our sphere of, and we're not going to do what we did with China. We're not going to open Russia. We're gonna, we're gonna, we closed it. The yeah. window's closed. So we drove Russia into the arms of China. And I mean, look, there's a story right now that China and Russia, all that, all that oil hike, you know, Russia's this giant oil producer. Guess who's going to sell their oil at the high prices to China? Because they're going to buy it. We, we're, we're, you know, cutting off our nose to spite our face, and that's of course on purpose. Right, right, right. But it seems to me like the, the more likely conclusion, and this is just history talking, because I don't know. I mean, I, I read history, but I don't know how you classify any of this stuff. It's just weapons grade stupidity mm-hmm. at this point, with with from our leaders. Right. But it looks like a they want a long drawn out cold war conflict some type of some type of conflict but right you know and then people like us you know alternative media people that speak out 
these these are the time when they can use the war powers and say, well, you're not for us, so you're against us. You know, you're an you're you're a Russian agent. I've seen comments. You know, if anybody has anything to say about Ukraine that says, well, it talks about the things I talk about. Well, what are the chances they have ties to Russia? I wonder how much. To, like, like I have a tie to Russia, you know, but I just happen to know history. I happen to uh, not believe the media, <laughs> have personal right. experience. So, yeah, I I don't want to. I'm not a I'm not doing fear porn. I don't I don't know at this point. It doesn't seem like that's what the goal is, is to have a you know some kind of hot war. But man, it's uh, it, the the longer it goes on, the more likely it gets. All right. So a couple of other things that I'm not quite understanding. It was um, Mikhail Gorbachev, right? Then it was Boris Yeltsin, right? Right. Then it was uh, Medvedev, no? No. Well, Putin for a while. Up until, so it was Putin, think, then Medvedev. Yeah. Putin, and then Putin again. 99 was Putin, you know, because you have that famous, um, famous Alex Jones broadcast, you know, the, he did the new year's Eve into the two thousands for the, if you remember that he was talking about how, about Putin had, I was working with the IMF and you go back and listen to that broadcast. It's it, interesting radio, you mm. know, on the 1999 going into the 2000, remember the 2000 switch Y2K. Right. Um, cause Vladimir Putin had just been installed as as the leader of uh, Russia at the time. But yeah, it was uh, they changed the constitution of Russia because it was uh, Putin That's for what I, was ask. I think yeah. two or three terms and then uh Medvedev he was put in uh as a and then I at the same time I think Putin was prime minister uh during that time that uh, he wasn't president. So no, I think they changed the constitution uh, there in Russia. Right, right, because he's been in power since uh, forever. Now, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's been so long, but, but I, I don't really know the dynamics of, of, of the terms and what they're doing, but he's just there. Is it, didn't he expand it like recently that he said he was going to be there for as long as he wanted? I've heard that, but I've also heard he was going to retire and he said an interesting thing. Like he, he talked to some of the richest people there in the oligarchs and he, he asked them, I thought it was a great question. He says, what do you want to be the richest man in the graveyard? Yeah, like he he has some interesting insight. But then you look at the things like the fact that he's part of the one of the young global leaders of the World Economic Forum back in right, the early nineties. Right. You know, he's mm -hmm. uh, ties to that. Uh, who does it now? <laughs> all these all these leaders. And you know, it's funny when the media tells me to like a country. That's when I start going, "What horrible things did they do?" Right? They like, must have done um, something. Like well, like Justin Trudeau's like, uh, "Well, I really like China." You know, I really, I, their basic dictatorship is allowing them to turn their economy on a, on a dime. And that's his, I'm quoting him, right? He what a loves, disgusting, disgusting right? human being. He loves China. Something. He loves, he loves right. those camps for the Muslims. And he, he loves the organ harvesting of dissidents. I mean, it's just wonderful. You know, that entire ex <laughs> exhibition of bodies, you know, where they, they you know, exam those are all people that, you know, a lot of people with a shot in the back of the head right, uh, right. by the Chinese government for, or, you know, the Falun Gong, all that stuff. Yeah, and so uh, Justin Trudeau loves that. It's great. They were able to turn their economy. So I wonder if, if if somebody's telling me to put a flag up, I'm wondering what what terrible things did they do? Because you that no one ever like we're supposed to do freedom fries for America and all this stuff. The French don't want to invade Iraq, and I yeah. went into Iraq. I saw what what happened. I saw yeah. it firsthand. And you, I'm not putting my signature over that. I didn't do. I I took part in it. No, I, no, 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 no. You know, again, no, I didn't no. didn't walk away from my troops, but but I thought this was a you know you're you think this is wonderful, and the, the things that the U.S. has done, um, and we're just repeating these same mistakes over and over again. So th these are psyops, 
they're, they're real things, but they're psyops. And they're, uh, so many psyops are being run on the people of the world uh, constantly. But I, I feel like the United States, and, and this is because I live here, right? It could be different everywhere else, but I feel like the United States is the most concentrated uh, uh, operation that these people uh, that rule the world are running. Like they have us under heavy, heavy ass mind control to the point where, and, and of course, this is not everybody, but to the point where people are, are sent out to war to war, right? With other countries, people that we've never met, people that we don't know much about, and we're sent out there in the name of uh, democracy, in the name of liberty, in the name of the United States of America. And that couldn't be further from the truth. But right. so many of these people in the military are in there for the best of reasons, things that I could never do. So we salute you, Tone. I'd never do that. You know, I, I, I mean, for, for a lot of reasons, I told you, I went to play, play paintball and I got shot immediately. Like I, I'd have been dead in real life, you know? Um, but regardless of that, like I was never, I never saw war as a, well, who, I mean, I guess who does, there's some people who do, but they're not, I can't, I can't come to terms with, with people that are actively involved in war that see the benefits to it Yeah, because there is none. It's a very small no percentage and the military that actually like war, we call yeah. those people douchebags. I mean, nobody, <laughs> nobody really, I mean, you have to be yeah. a real psycho. Yeah. And uh, like most I of us are just, I mean, the, like I, my wife is my, was my combat medic in Kosovo. Uh, I have to close ties to my, my military friends and, and some of them weren't able to make the transition I made where I'm just, I can look at the foreign policy and I can separate that from, you know, the, the service and, and yeah. being with the warrior class. We don't get to decide where we go, right. you know, but you have to, at some level, you have to start, you know, analyzing what happened. No, absolutely. And, um, no, I think the people that pray for war, they, they uh, to quote Pat Buchanan, they know more about the inside of a think tank than an Abrams tank. Mm. They don't know anything about war. They don't know what it costs. They don't know, uh, the fear. They don't know uh, the, the damage, the death and how right. it smells and all the things that you, they'll never leave you. Mm -hmm. You don't pray for, you don't pray for war. I mean, that, you, you don't seek war. It's a, it's a last resort, you know, and we don't, we've not been faced with a last resort. But to answer your question, the United States is the, is the capital of the new world order. I, I'm sorry. It just yeah. is. I mean, that's where, all, that's where the power resides for the NWO. It, it, and it's not us. It's not we, the people. You know, there's two different Americas. And, I, you know, that, that John Edwards guy, that hairdo back in 2004, ran for president. He said, there's two Americas. Two. Yeah, there's two Americas. There's the American empire. Right. And that's your military industrial complex and your, and your psychos and your banking houses. And there's the American Republic. And that's all of us who just want to live alone, live in peace. Yeah. So we're, we're occupied by the globalists. Absolutely. And, and not just here in the United States, but throughout the world, we are occupied by the globalists. And let me tell you, the people of Earth are good people if it was left up to, up, up to us. You know, and these mind wars weren't uh, uh, being played on all of us, which they are. Even if you think you're awake, even if you think you've got it figured out, you probably don't. Okay. Just saying. But uh, these mind wars are waged on everybody. It's the governments. And I know the governments are made up by people, but these are different type of people. These aren't us. The people of the United States, the people of China, the people of the Ukraine, the people of Russia, good people that um, want nothing, nothing else than to live in freedom, to be left alone and to learn from one another and coexist. I believe this. I really do. You know, from personal experience and just, I don't know, 
my human nature, I guess. I, 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 this is what I, I truly believe is. I don't think we want to kill each other. I don't think we want to go to war. These are the games of the gangster class. They don't, they, they have nothing to do with us. They do not involve us, but they use us because they can't play their games without us. It's like a checkerboard or a chessboard without the pieces. You can't play it. We are the pieces. But unlike those uh, 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 chess pieces, we have the ability to get up and walk away and not let them use us as their pawns. And that's what we need to do uh, moving forward. Tony Atterburn, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me at arterburn.news. That's my website, and it's being updated, I promise. I keep saying that every time I, I go on air. I'm going to update it, just, but uh, that's where you can find me. Contact me, and uh, I do a show called America Unplugged with the Ooh. great Billy Ray Valentine and the yeah. legendary Don Jeffries um, <laughs> over on Rockfin. Right. Uh, it's every Saturday, 11 a.m. Central Time, and uh, we have a podcast. You can follow us anywhere podcasts are found. AmericaUnplugged.com. Right, right, and you can find all of Don Jeffries' stuff there as well he's doing a show today today is friday we're recording this friday march 11th ladies and gents it'll go up hopefully friday march 11th uh and of course the dude mr charlie robinson you can find him at uh, uh macro aggressions uh, the macro aggressions podcast go look it up you can find it anywhere uh the octopus of global control uh you can find him on on twitter it's macro aggressions as well is there anything else to it I'm thinking uh, he's got a new book out, you know, hypocrisy, yeah. um, a great book. Um, and he's, I mean, he's a part of the union and the unwanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie does a bunch of projects. He's the hardest Charlie's working man in alternative media. Right. He's the roadrunner. Anyway, regardless of that, I mean, I, I'm sure all of you know where to find him. Uh, and uh, he should be here in, in a month. Lord willing. Let's see if, if, if that develops. It's, it's uh, clearly up to me. I am all over the place. I, I bought this whiteboard behind me. And it, it really hasn't helped out. So. <laughs> but I'm trying. All right. Okay. It's Billy the Kid, Billy Ray Valentine. This is the Infinite Fringe, man. Uh, thank you, Tone, for hanging out. Um, and uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, and give me a, a five-star rating if you choose. Um, and, uh, of course, America Unplugged, AmericaUnplugged.com. Like Tony mentioned, it's me, Tone, and uh, the legendary Mr. Don Jeff. And, Tone, you got to come back for a solo show fairly soon. We should do I that. I can't wait. And, uh, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do our thing. Listen, don't burn the place down while I'm gone, okay? Please don't. There's enough of that going on around the world. We don't need it to happen. You'll be good, all right? Take it easy now. Bye-bye.